This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab Show. My name is Lisa Gumbo Regis for your host and thank you for tuning in. Now, we all know that after the shows is the after party and we are holding the after party right here at Fashion Lab where we are dissecting the business behind fashion with a specific focus on highlights around SA Fashion Week, uh, Autumn Winter 2018, joined by some really cool guests in studio today. Now, over the f- past 19 years, um, SA Fashion Week has brought the creative fashion design industry together, sharing their collective industry knowledge, providing sustainable marketing platforms, taking high-end designs from the design studio into the retail environment. Now, it was established in 1997. Guys, this is like a 20-year-old baby right here, so we've got a Congratulations uh, uh, for that. That's a big, big, big achievement. I think it's the oldest. Not, I think I know it is the oldest fashion week in Africa, and I think uh, it's really good to be a part of it. And actually, to just be having the conversation around it is still quite nice. Now. Uh, SA Fashion Week is the business-to-business platform for fashion, footwear, accessory, jewelry designers to market their collections. And what they do is they showcase the latest seasonal collections of the top designers to the media buyers and well-heeled clients of the design of the designers. Now, in addition, SA Fashion Week also directly is connected to 32 fashion colleges and universities through the SA Fashion Week student competition that gives us an open passage to identify the country's strongest talent. I think it's very cool that you know the younger people are the future and I think that it's really important to find ways that when we are building and when we are growing we actually have some linkage to uh, this young people so I think that's very cool but before getting into deep into today's show we've got our contributor Edgy Benson who also runs NU in New York with his echoes from New York Edgy welcome to the show hi Liz how are you I'm fine thank you how are you <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, I want to say, who are you wearing on the top? Because I, w- I will tell the world what you're wearing because we know what you're wearing on the bottom. <laughs> who, who are you wearing on the top and who like who made your clothes on the top? Today I'm wearing a trias for elbow jacket. I, yeah, I feel really good today. And did did you, I get it right? right? My oh my gosh, he's wearing diesel again. Someone please shoot me. <laughs> shoot him. <laughs> Call somebody. Where's the diesel well, headquarters? You have to understand, I have a ton of diesels that I wear. I don't just wear one. I wear like a ton of them. <laughs> Edgy, that's a, mo- that's a moment of silence for you because we don't I really know. know. We don't, know. we don't want to go there, but, uh, for everyone who's tuned in, Edgy wears diesel every day for the last two and a half years. <laughs> and that's why I say I would rather explain what he's wearing on the top because it's standard. It literally <laughs> is standard. And I hope that my, our special guests in studio might be able to also manipulate her, what you wear below your waist because this is getting too much but anyway edgy welcome to the show thank you so much for joining us it's always great to have you it's always great to have your insights uh, from a different market uh, as we continue to uh, have these conversations to elevate uh, the industry now we are also joined thank by you, our con- yes we are also joined by our contributor francisca from lisbon who will be plugging in with us uh, soon uh, on the show uh, with her echoes from Europe and then just a quick reminder for those of you who are tuned in for the first time my favorite segment at the end of the show is called who would you want to dress and why so feel free to actually share with us your who's and your why's we call it our red glass of uh, Divin Rouge uh, it's our red glass of wine right at the end of the show keep your tweets coming we're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter we're on Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook, we really would love to hear from you. Another thing, obviously, in addition as well, is as we continue to dissect these topics on a weekly basis, if you feel there's some common or some really interesting topics that you feel we should touch on, some subject matters that you feel we have not really, uh, you know, exploited or just kind of un- unpacked, let us know. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com and you can email us at info at fashionlabafrica.com. Now, I want to go straight into the conversation, touching on what really went down with a full week at SA Fashion Week. We're joined by two special guests. One of our guests has spent about 10 years in the fashion industry. His career has grown from strength to strength with a client portfolio that is nothing short of impressive. And I'm not playing. His fought for communications and brands lies in his instinctual feel for what works and what doesn't. He's got a very keen eye for perfection and obviously something that is key element when working with clients of this caliber. That's why he's in that 
space playing in that space. And having built his foundation in the industry alongside the likes of like your star model management, boss model South Africa, he's actually managed communications for some of South Africa's most highly recognizable brands. Among them is Soviet Denim, Local Band, Good Luck, JJ Skuman, Tomorrowland SA, Unite, Inception Diamonds, and on and on and on. Allow me to welcome and to introduce Leon Hasbrook to the show. Welcome to the show. Afternoon, everyone. Thank you, Liz. Was that a good intro? That was an amazing can I just, intro. Like, I don't remember. The, can I send you the clip so you can just have it in your pocket? I don't remember writing that. I think my editor did. <laughs> Well, welcome, Leon. Yes, welcome. Hello, and that's the beauty of, of, you know, how we get information. We're not just one of those people who go and find old profiles on Google that are like from 1978. Next thing, we're reintroducing you as what you don't even know about. Exactly. So at least it's good. It's in yeah, line it with br- where you are. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Who are you wearing? What are you wearing? Who made your clothes? I, I'm actually wearing a, like a farmer's kind of style it's called eagle and then i gave it to my jj skuman and he like changed it up a little bit for me so you can say it's a little bit of a a change um i have cotton on shoes on and i have soviet shoes uh armani watch yeah that's what i'm wearing it's beautiful you look stunning i'm gonna send a picture so we can uh, our listeners can also see what we are dealing with in studio it's very good now we've got another special guest uh quickly established uh, a presence in the interior design industry Firstly as a designer Then after I moved to Johannesburg As a product development manager And advertising manager Of the internationally renowned uh, Fabric house St. Ledger and Viney Now eight years later He decided to form His own interior design concern This company obviously Has grown from a straight Interior design business To also handling CMT For other decorating businesses And as a sister business To the interior design concern Alan has actually launched Dandy AF, a bow tie range, which is the first in a series of curated accessory lines. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you so much, Liz. Lovely to be here. Very good. This is Alan Foley holding it down, and I promise you, I'll also take a picture. It's very interesting in the studio in here today. So, for those who can see... If I might say, um, uh, something that Alan's bio didn't say, that he's actually a fashion icon. I recognize that as a fashion publicist, just saying. I recognize that as a fashion person, too. Oh, thank you. You both make me blush. He, he so, looks it though. Yes, right? Look, eh? Yeah, like it's not a joke. You will know when he arrives because when he does, he doesn't have yeah. to say a word. You'll just know he's in. But welcome to the fashion lab right here. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And thank you for joining us. What are you wearing and who made your clothes? Okay, quite coincidentally, I'm wearing Soviet denim, Leon. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. Okay, was this planned? No. No. <laughs> ah. Actually, I'm, I'm a bit toned down today because I was at the hairdresser this morning and she said, I've never seen you not wearing color. <laughs> I know. So I said, I've turned to the dark side. <laughs> we sell cookies this side. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is very, it's, it's very interesting and I love the hair. Thank you. I've spiced it up a bit. I've, I've got a, Bit of a designer label going on there. Gucci, mm. Gucci belt, Gucci shoes, just to, mm-hmm. just to spice it spice up a it bit. Up a now bit. that there's no color. Now that there's no. But color. But you know what? The hair has color. You've got energy and color. You're colorful, so it's okay. We'll we'll let you slide without the yellow jacket. Today. Thank you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, I know that it's been a full week last week, and I know for you guys who work in the industry, I know that it even goes way beyond. It's not just last week. Last week was actually the final. Sort of like the implementation stage of, of this. So let's talk about, first of all, before we really get into the real detail around Fashion Week highlights, I'll start with you, Leon. If you can just share with our listeners just a quick background of what you do for a living and what sort of role or, you know, you play within the fashion value chain. Sure. So, so I'm a fashion publicist, one of very few, I think one of four in the country that are recognized. Um, and basically what I do is I work with brands in the fashion industry and I elevate those brands. Um, basically keeping their their name top of mind with consumers. Um, specifically with Fashion Week, one of the things that I really do um, a lot with would be I co-produce JJ Skuman's show. So I do everything from um, the music selection, uh, model selection, editing, everything. I do all of it. Um, and I think that that's what gives me a little bit of an edge when it comes to speaking about what fashion is specifically when it comes to the theater of fashion because that's what fashion week is it's a theater um understanding why music is important uh all the elements and tying them all together and giving you a, a show so that's basically what i focus on very great. And Alan Foley also who's here with us, could you just share with our listeners, for those who might not know uh, your depth in this space, what you or how you play a role within the fashion value chain? 
Okay, well, how it really happened was, like you said, I'm very much in the interior design industry. And when I was with the company you mentioned, one of the things I used to have to do is try and spot trends that were happening in decor. And as we all know, all the design industries are connected somehow. And, and, and quickly I learned that whatever happens in fashion translates into design within a year or two. So, for example, if suddenly velvets are hot on the runway, people will start wanting velvet sofas, that kind of a thing. And that actually made me start looking at fashion. And I, strangely enough, read fashion magazines more than I read decor magazines. And then started going to Fashion Week to kind of get like a hands-on view of what's going on. And then suddenly realized that fashion was an equal passion of mine. And kind of that's how I ended up in the fashion industry. It's beautiful. Now, guys, uh, we are going to go straight into the matters. I want us to touch, because of time, I want us to touch on, we're going to touch on different things. But the one thing for sure I want to first of all just say that obviously this was a new venue for Fashion Week uh, this yes. year. How did you guys, uh, what do you feel about the venue? Let's talk about that. And you're also coming from an interior angle. I mean, there's a lot of difference when you look at the previous shows and what happened now in the new venue. What, what are your, what's your two cents, guys? Okay, well, I, I, I did like the venue. I thought it was, it, I thought it was a great venue and I liked the change in venue because I think, you know, we always need to spice things up. It gets a bit boring if Fashion Week's held at the same place every time. My only concern was the fact that the, the waiting area was split up by the ticket office, which was split, literally ran down the center of the, of the venue and it made circulation a bit difficult. Um, I think if it was moved to one side so that people could just like use the whole general area, it would have been a much better layout. That was my only, my only sort of gripe about the venue and the inside the runway setup were you happy with it compared fantastic. to the previous yeah fantastic yeah and what are your thoughts Lee? I agree with Alan I think that the registration should have maybe been pulled down to the bottom of the stairs as you entered in I think that the the reception area was way too uh, small for uh, its guests uh but one thing I can say to Lucilla and her team at Fashion Week, kudos to you guys with the interior, the auditorium. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Seating was a pleasure. I didn't feel, I mean, I'm a big guy, let's be honest. I did not at one time feel uncomfortable sitting wherever I was sitting. Um, it, there was aircon. Well done, guys. Honestly speaking, well, well done. World class. Edgy, for you who have who has been watching the videos, obviously, over and over again, how what are, what's your two cents? And are you when you look at the previous shows and when you look at now, what what what, what what's your highlight when it comes to the venue? Meaning, obviously, the runway setup because that's all you saw. Yeah, and, I mean, and 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 comparing yeah, yeah. it to, I mean, I definitely know it's global standard, but just yeah, yeah. what do you think? No, the setup was good. I mean, I thought that it had a lot more purity to it than the last time. It was just, the, the layout was fantastic. The, the, you, you just could see that there was just a great, it felt good. It felt like this was what we wanted to see, you know, and it allowed, I think generally this season was so good in that there was so much adventure, so much daring, even with, from the clothes to the way that it was presented, it, there was a certain decorum there, a certain, sense of like we are serious this is what we do and we invite the world to come in and see it and i and i thought that was i loved it it really was elevating now we all know um that models really play a very big role before we go to the brands we're waiting and keeping that for last but what were what was your feel again alan i know leon i also know i do edgy has watched shows previously obviously online thank god for technology when you compare this fashion week, especially from a model perspective, what are your thoughts mm -hmm. around it? And not just models coming down the runway. Maybe you spent a bit of time backstage. Let's talk about models because I feel like models play such an important role in fashion in such a big way that if a model, for example, is upset backstage, you will see it on the runway. And then guess what? In Nigeria, they say now for you because now that's your own problem. Mm -hmm. That's your own. It's a reflection of how they're feeling. If a model's wearing an ugly dress, or something that's just not comfortable They will show it on, on the runway And it, it looks like they've literally lost all their confidence Or they're upset or whatever mm. well, Let's talk about models Okay, well, what I liked about this season Was the fact that there were many, many new faces That always spices up Fashion Week um, it, It's nice to see the old favorites And there were one or two old favorites But they were kind of relegated to maybe two or three shows And then, I don't know where, all these, where these new ones came from They were just like Every time you saw a model, it was a new one. It was an exciting. And there was one guy in particular who literally had every single girl wanting to know what his Instagram account was, wanting to find out what his Twitter handle was. 
and you know that if if we we have we need superstar models in this country and we have the talent to have superstar models and what we need is to actually create that hype around certain models so when they were saying what's his instagram handle what have you i was giving it to them you know let's let let's follow the guy let's make him a star um one comment i have about about male models is the personal grooming sometimes it's a little lacking <laughs> you know you don't see it with the international male models um i know it's difficult in this country because you know you have to have, kind of hold down two jobs but if modeling no, is No, come on. Grooming has nothing with, to do with that. Come yeah, on. but I mean, it kind of... If you work in construction and you're a model... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so are you guys seriously saying that there's models who work in construction? Come on, let's be yes, serious. Yes, of course. Okay, no, but guys, what of happened course. to Dior, What happened to deodorant? I mean, like, you can have it in your bag. No, I'm not talking about that sort of personal hygiene. I'm talking about, like, oh. like grooming, personal grooming, you know? Like, maybe the legs just need to be shaved so that they look <laughs> a bit more attractive. Um... Uh, the chest hair is growing out. Maybe we can mm. just shave that off. Yeah. Either it I, must be there or not be there. It, 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 you know, like you edit a collection, you should edit a model as well. <laughs> uh, so that's just my opinion. Um, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my opinion about models, I must be honest, um, I'm going to shoot from the hip on this side. And uh, maybe just because I have been within the model industry for seven years, I know what happens backstage. I was exceptionally disappointed about the way the models walked this season. I understand that we need to give new faces the opportunities, but then it would be the, uh, the either fashion week or the agent's responsibility to teach these girls. Um, something that I always used to have to fight with when being when I was a model booker was the fact that my stance on a model was the fact that they're a hanger. That's what you are. You're a hanger for clothing, specifically at Fashion Week. Um, the clothing is sold to buyers and to the media on how you walk with the clothing. And if if those items are not highlighted correctly because you're upset because you're not happy about what you're wearing or whatever, if you're not happy about stop doing Fashion Week. Stop, uh, stop, stop hurting our industry. We work hard for our industry. And I feel that sometimes models have this, uh, feeling that they, they are on top of the food chain kind of thing. And I think that they need to come a little bit back down, you but, know. But Leon, can I ask you, would you say that, because I also agree with you a hundred percent that models, uh, seriously, they make or break the collection. So they, this is not even a joke. No. But would you also say, because for me, my thing is, I feel like there's also maturity within, uh, the model model um, fraternity or industry so you so there are models who are actually supposed to be booked for runway and then there's models who have no business Correct. being mm. on the runway because you, you cannot fix that you absolutely you, agree you fixing it is actually you as the agent saying we're not these are the models these are the real models that we are bringing into the runway you know, can I tell you what the problem there is Liz overseas and obviously we're not knocking the industry here but overseas the models are getting paid exorbitant amounts of money for fashion week in South Africa it's not like that so fashion week a lot of models would actually cancel specific jobs to be able to be at fashion week because they understand that fashion week is a billboard when, when somebody says to me as a fashion publicist why do you force a new designer to do fashion week that's their billboard it's the same with the model it's the first time the model was just pregnant last year for instance let's take that into consideration it's the first time that all the fashion editors within the industry from all over the country are sitting front row watching this girl walk um, in the hope to book her for um, pages within the magazine or a campaign taking photos I think what they need to understand is that Fashion Week is a platform a, a billboard platform and that billboard platform can make or break you if you walk shit you're not going to get booked because that's all that's going to be remembered. And I'm sitting here and I can see every single model that I was very disappointed with in terms of walking. I can see them in my head. And as a client, I don't know if I would book them. So I want to say that for me, uh, one of the things I experienced backstage was uh, very tired models at some point. And I have to say that being having been a model for a long time as well, obviously I may have modeled in a different market, but it doesn't matter. The work is the same. Fittings is fittings anywhere. Whether you're fitting in China, China or you're fitting in, in London or you're fitting in Nairobi, you're fitting. Whether you're backstage sitting there for countless hours from like midday or from 10 a.m. to like midnight, that happens. So for me, one of the things that I say when I speak about model maturity is also about experience. Because the newbie who wants to use this as an opportunity to really uh, push herself into the face of other opportunities as a model, 
is not necessarily we don't I understand that but that doesn't matter at this point. At this point what matters is the agency being able to first of all make sure that it's the right caliber the right level of maturity when it comes to this girls uh, I think age has a lot to do with stuff and a 16 year old model is not going to long gone are the times where you had to be 16 and then you're 16 and you're stupid and you're just working and you're doing so great. 16 a 16 year old cannot reason like a 22 year old and that's a difference. So I think maturity is not just in, I know they say age is nothing but a number, but it's beyond that. So I think the age of the models, I think the experience is is actually what brings them into where we call this is a pro model and this is not. Because things like fittings and getting tired and getting irritated and getting just, you, you know, almost useless backstage by the time the show start, you're actually useless, you should go home, is because you actually haven't done this. You haven't, you don't have the, I don't want to say balls for it, but you really don't have the stomach for it. You don't know what it means. You You don't have the... You don't have it. You yeah. either have it or you don't. So for me, what I realized is when I was backstage uh, earlier on, about maybe one or two, the girls were really tired. And I know the sun was, sh- it was hot. It was what? Uh, there's people screaming at them on one left side. You know, there's a lot that goes on. And that for me already says that, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't think the models, I think most of them are quite humble and quite like, look, here I am. Show me what to do. Let's go. Let's move. But there's got to be some sort of respect. I still think yeah, uh, from the way that they are mm. dealt with, because they are precious. And like I said, they are human. yeah, your, your precious commodity before you have it, you look at how you treat your diamonds, look at how you treat your precious things or mm. what you consider precious. You really treat it with it's, it's your baby you take care of it you nurture it because you have to put it out there and let the world Mm. snap their fingers and say omg this is it so i feel that there's a lot going on but at the end of the day i still say if you're not a model who should be on the runway you should not be on the runway that's because there's nothing we can do about (laughs) stiff hands you've got girls walking with stiff hands why are you walking on a internationally uh accredited or international global level runway with your hands all stiff. Why are you not relaxed? I had to literally make jokes backstage before my show and get the girls to laugh a bit and to eat, like mm. ease up and breathe and then go and take it over. We mm. actually do mm. that quite a lot on our shows Liz, as well. Just get can I, exhausted, you know? Can I come in a little bit? Mm. So you have to understand that design itself is this multicultural thing, right? That we do. And and you can go really micro with it, where every designer has his own culture. Every brand has a culture in itself. So marrying the right model with the right brand is something designers do very well. They're very astute, like finding their, the models that reflect their brand, their, their stars. That way, it, it eases up the pressure on the models and on everybody. Um, a lot of the models like here, they are so young. So you have to work with them in such a way that they're... They relate, you know, and then it it eases everything. There's a lot of pressure on these girls, you know, so it's just we have to educate them on what our brand culture is individually. And then you find the ones that get married to your brand culture quick enough or good enough that they can reflect your brand on the runway. But the responsibility is really on us too, to as designers, as bookers to find to marry the right models to the right brands. Um, it, it, it helps a lot. AJ, yeah. if I can just jump in there. I, I, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that here in South Africa. South Africa, you get the designers that sit in front of the models and then they walk in fours and then you select the models. <laughs> but but what, what, I, I agree with you on that stance, though. I think that it's so important to – and that's what we do at JJ Skuman is we have our favorites and we will uh, throw our toys out of our cots if our favorites can't show for our show, uh, for our show because we understand that they understand our brand. And that's what's most important. I'm not saying give the young, don't give the young models the chance. What I'm saying though is take the experienced models, the Jesses, the Matashleys, let them do courses before Fashion Week. Let them, let them take these new faces and train them. Let them take them through a week of, um, what Fashion Week is like and then bring them back to, to, to us so that we can cast them. And, and I think that that's one of the things that I struggle with the most in the country. If we're talking on model side, there's no development for models. There is model schools, but there are pageantry schools that are entering international pageants. And you know, for me, there should be a, there should be a place where people are going, okay, well, you know, I want to know what fashion Fashion Week is all about. As a person, as a leader in the industry, I'm happy to come and de- de- develop that for free. 
And I'm telling that to, mm. I'm saying it on radio. If you want to start something with a fashion, sc- uh, f- uh, with a modeling school, I will come and develop for free. That's how much I love the industry, and I agree that we need to look for a uh, look at the younger kids. And I was going to say to add on, if they say to each designer, I, I mean, some people might say they don't have time. Some actually, you know, some there's brands that don't really care. They're like, just whatever you have, bring. I don't care. Let's just do it. But for those who are so meticulous and so detailed and so like, I understand that this is the product. This is how I want it to be presented. And this is the right model for it. I would also say, give me my models for a week. I will do it for nothing just for Mm. them to get it right. So I think that also maybe what needs to happen is the conversations or the sort of curtails or the sort of coalitions that are formed within this industry need to be a bit more strong and a bit more like, hi, guys, this is what we can do and we are doing it. Don't worry about your your bank account. Just bring them here so we get it right. So I think that for me, that's yes, I think that that's what lacks, though, here. And again, the continent and how things happen is different. And even South Africa, again, I'll tell you, is different from how things happen in Nairobi, in Kenya. And then even there from there, let's talk about Nigeria. It's, it's a big, big, it's a lot of work to be done, but it's not impossible because there's so many people who have actually said, or brand, I mean, uh, brands, organizations, or just individuals like you who's saying, listen, I can help. Yeah. Show me where mm-hmm. to help. I'll help. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I worry that. So I think one of the things some brands I feel may not really understand who they are. So, here sometimes most brands have like muses i don't know in in africa the designers who they would say okay this is my dedicated model i do all my fittings with, with her she might be 14 she might be 20 she might but it helps for models to understand your culture and if you're having a show and one of you a model who's very familiar with you is 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 there she's very good at helping you with the rest of the models who may not be as as Strong. familiar with your brand mm-hmm. as as the rest of them are. So it's very important to develop these designer-model relationships because there you can find, it becomes easier for you to find who works for you, who fits for your brand. Because if not, it's so difficult. The models are not happy in these clothes or they're not wearing what works for their bodies or works for them. It's like a whole, the whole thing becomes a big miscalculation and nothing works, you know? Um, but I do think like we have a responsibility to develop the models if we want to sell clothes because they are the ones that sell them. If, if I can interject there, I mean, the, uh, designers who've been around for quite a few years, they have, they've developed relationships with models. Um, um, David Lale has his muse. Khechan uh, Kutsia, mm-hmm. he has his muse. I think the problem lies with the up-and-coming designers who are showcasing for the first time. Um, perhaps they haven't even showcased on a, uh, during a fashion week ever before. So they still have to develop those relationships with who they're working with. They still have to develop a relationship with SA Fashion Week to start off with. Um, so I think it's, right. a, it's a bit tricky to, 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 just to, to just jump in and then kind of know who suits your brand. Uh, that's going to take time. It's going to take at least like five years. Absolutely. And I mm. think that for me also what I was going to say about, again, Edu, the difference between how you guys do it there and how we do it here is here first of all you need to you're, you're only going to be able to select out of the models given to you so for example and SA mm. Fashion Week I know is way more strict than Africa Fashion mm. International mm. so what happens is if you have these 15 girls and that's I mean if you have 20 and you have to pick 15 again really like you said back to how many times because sometimes you find repeat models Sometimes next year you're thinking, okay, I like this one, but what if she's not showing and she's not a part of what has been presented to you? Then you have to start again. So it's, mm. it's a very, it's so tricky. It's, you have to, it's very mm. tricky. Every yeah. season is a new season with new models and new. It's just so tricky. But anyway, I want us to focus now. I just want us to move over back to, let's talk about the brands. Let's talk about the fashion designers. Let's talk about, we had a beautiful after party, I mean, uh, before party. We had a party, by the way, edgy. That's how we hold it down in South Africa. We had a cruise vodka party and then we had fashion wow. week. So that was like our opening night. And so maybe what I would love to do is have my lovely guests also just touch base on the pre-party or the, uh, uh, opening party and then straight into the runway and just kind of share some highlights through that hole. Mm, and I do have to say the opening party was a party. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was, it was a party. <laughs> <laughs> the best one they had yet. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. And and I just have to say, quite coincidentally, I was wearing yellow and I was quite excited to see that one of the hottest colors on the runway at SFH was yellow. That was not planned. It just happened. Maybe I'm connected to the 
that fashion muse in the sky, whatever. But anyway, the, the thing about the Fashion Week opening party is it would be nice if the people who attended the Fashion Week opening party actually came to Fashion Week. Yes, agreed. Ooh. Yes. Agreed. So yes. what are we saying? And why, and why weren't there enough designers at Fashion Week launch party? Yes. Okay, so now, guys, I want to just say the designer thing. I remember a lot of designers asking me, how did you get there? How, oh, you even, you got invited. And I'm like, but everyone got no, invited. that's terrible. So uh, uh, basically, and I know this because I get JJ's invites from SF Fashion Week. Um, the, the launch party, in my opinion, and Lucilla and, uh, Lucilla and them can tell me if I'm incorrect or whatever, but the whole idea about the launch party is to celebrate that Fashion Week is about to happen. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating what? We're celebrating the designers. Fashion Week is not about the models. It's not about anything else. It's about the designer and his collection or her collection. That's what it's about. So the pre-party is a celebration of what is to come. And in my opinion, and it's something that I've always had a major issue with, and for the designers that are listening, please don't ridicule me and throw stones and whatever. I've been in your... <laughs> in your uh, I've been in your shoes where um, our show is the day before the launch party and we're still running around taping shoes, uh, <laughs> selecting the final <laughs> makeups, making sure that makeups look great. The hair is great. This model's just got hit by a bus and we have to use another model. And tr- I've been there. I've been there with JJ Skumar, but we still make the effort to go to the launch party, even if it's for five minutes. The reason why that is, you don't get the recognition Always at Fashion Week You get the recognitions For those five minutes After your show That's where you get The recognition So go Grab the publicity It's there It's free Go and walk That beautiful red carpet I mean Cruz puts together A A listed red carpet This year It was A cruise Really Congratulations to you guys Because you guys Just killed it You knocked it out of the park This year mm. um, And I honestly believe That designers Need to make a more Concerted effort To um, attend these parties I really do And it would be nice If the celebrities Who attended the party Came to Fashion Week To support it <laughs> Gosh Alan Are you really taking this there? I'm taking this very seriously <laughs> I completely agree Maybe they were not invited um, I'm sure they could get one if they wanted. No, I disagree. I think, um, let, let's be very honest. Okay. If we talk about in industry, in our industry, the most difficult event to crack an invite to is the cruise party. Really? Hands down. The most difficult event to crack an invite to is the cruise party. If you are able to attend the cruise party, you should be able to attend Fashion Week. Exactly. I agree with, fa- uh, with Alan. Completely mm. agree. Mm. Wow. Well, I was there and I was having, I was hoping I would have wine, but I ended up having something different. But anyway, that's fine. I was there. But my thing also is I want to say, and for those who are tuned in, uh, these conversations are very interesting. You can take what you want to take out of it. I will tell you for sure that I'm one of those designers who never shows up for any, I don't, generally, first of all, I don't like going out. I really don't. So I don't like being out. So I, I find every excuse to not be out because I just don't like it. But at the end of the day, I was one of those who actually showed up. I turned it up in my beautiful, thank you very much. Like, I mean, I walked in there gracefully, edgy. You would be very proud of me. And I, I networked and even if I had to I'm leave. I'm always proud of you. Yeah. And thank you. And even if I had to leave for an hour, I <laughs> I really agree with and I actually bumped into Alan and Leon and we are talking and, and Leon kept on saying where are the other designers and I'm thinking yeah I know right but then I'm like actually I'm always in that position I'm never in these things so I think it's free PR and even coming from a PR uh, expert here who's sitting right across the uh, the table from me it is free PR PR is what you need and Two weeks or three weeks ago on this same show, we were talking and having a back and forth around buyers versus PR. And I remember Edgy and then posed the question and said, Liz, what would you do? I said, between a buyer and a PR, give me PR any day. PR will make sure the buyer comes. Mm. The buyer, if I had to go and sit, if you put a t- two camps and said, Liz, go hang out with the buyers, I'm seriously, I am on the PR side. Because I'm like, they will make sure that I am visible, visibility is everything. So I think opportunities like this, you cannot be... Sewing things last minute instead of showing up in your beautiful gown at the place that you should actually be getting some little extra PR on. So I think. And if you, and if you are sewing them, take it with you in the car. (laughs) Sew it in the car. I I don't have any objection with that. I'm not, I'm not judging, I'm not judging designers about last minute. Really, I'm not. What I'm saying though is take the opportunities. SF Fashion Week has given it to you. They've laid it down on a silver platter for you. Pick that up and go. Enjoy. I don't drink. I didn't have to have alcohol. Um, and that's the whole thing. I was there. Why was I there? Because I understood that in the fashion calendar, these launch parties are 
two of the most important times of the year. It is what it is. And, and, I and agree JJ with you. showed up as well, even though he wasn't showing. He wasn't showing, showcasing, but, but he, he was, was there. there. Yes. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It's, it, it's important to use that platform. If you are a designer and you're dressing somebody for, for the opening party, be there with with the person who's wearing your outfit. That, I think, was lacking this year. I think there were I uh, maybe, I think if I, maybe three designers there. JJ was one. Liz. Um, Liz and Gert, I think. Gert, yes. yeah. Are you the only kidding me? There's only three uh, that I could. That that I, I, could I, I also remember seeing a vintage Zionist. Yes, yes, they were there. Yes, yes. they were there. But it was. Imagine that you. We, don't, yeah, we shouldn't count. <laughs> you, yes, you're yeah. very right. And this is supposed to be for the designers. You're right. We shouldn't count. Another thing I always say to designers: even if you're not wear dressing, if not, if you're not dressing anyone there, put on your gown. What exactly. the hell? I mean, if you look good in your piece. You are still wearing your piece. That's an extra, that's extra PR. I do that all the time. So I think that we just need to be a bit more conscious of understanding that, you know, when we keep complaining and whining about opportunities, that's an opportunity. Jump on it. Now I want us to go straight into like, let's talk about some of the brands. Let's talk about JJ was Alan, JJ and, and edgy. I think we just a few of your highlights, maybe top three of, and it doesn't mean that the others were bad. I just want to know what you really got a high out of at the shows. So can I start? Yes. So, okay, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, so um, I, I've written down a list. So I'm going to quickly go through my list. Um, my top favorite, five favorites was, believe it or not, Liz, you were on my top five. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying that because I'm here. here. What I, what I loved about Fashion Week this year, and again, Lucilla, kudos to you guys for this, is there was a buyer's lounge at the same time as Fashion Week. Which was so, brilliant. what we could do is we could go and see the product after the f- runway. And, uh, Liz actually had her stuff on there before it went onto the runway. And I went and inspected. Of course, I went and inspected. <laughs> um, and let me tell you the stitching on the denim. Well done, Liz. Honestly, um, that's why you came in my top five is because the stitching, I work for a denim brand. I understand what it goes into. You you knocked it out of the park. Thank you very much. And um, thank you to you, Edgy. Edgy is the one who uh, produces my stuff. So. Fabulous. Well done, Edgy. Um, number four was Teba Mugugu. So uh, uh, he is very, as far as I know, he's very new in the industry, but he he did a showcase for Woolworths. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. Third place was Rubicon. I didn't watch the show personally myself, um, but because I was a part of the media I got the images And I got to be able To see it Beautiful collection Loved it uh, Second place Clive Randall Never disappoints uh, I think as one of the Um uh, One of the Icons in our industry I think that he just He really cleaned up First place, and this I, I'm saying with all sincerity because I have seen their stuff before. I've worked with their stuff. I've produced their shows. Um, Sun Goddess knocked it completely out of the park this season. Um, the fact that they took um, color palettes for autumn, winter, and they brightened them. So your mustards, they were they were a shade of less than a yellow. Um, the burgundies, the purples, they, they just the way that they put everything together, the way that Vanya and them just sewed those garments, you can see there was some sort of Parisian influence there. And if anyone knows, uh, Vanya went to Paris three weeks before Fashion Week. Yes. Um, and uh, well done. Honestly, yeah. Vanya, well done. You guys yeah. up, uh, completely. Uh, young designers. My favorite was uh, Liu Liu. I think that's how you yes. say it. Um, I aesthetically stage again. Remember, it's a package deal. So I'm looking from stage. I got to see a couple of his garments afterwards. They weren't really well made, but aesthetically, um, they were definitely my best. Um, and then Kente Masilo, mm-hmm. definitely, like absolutely well. love Kente. I thought that was. Um, Worst young designer, unfortunately. <laughs> God, did you have to bring the worst? Was Studio, uh, Turner Studio. Now, my, my thing with Turner Studio was I understood that there was an idea that they had with all the, was it silk that they put together or cotton or whatever they put together. But the thing for me is, is again, Fashion Week is a theater. It is your billboard. You need to have 30% avant-garde off the, uh, off the rails and 70% ready to wear. Um, and, and I just felt like they didn't understand the concept of Fashion Week. I don't think that they understood this institution. I mean, this institution is almost a century old and I don't think that they understood it. So my question there is, is if you don't understand fashion, should you be doing fashion? 
That's what I'm going to leave there. Uh, best newcomer, definitely Rich Mnisi. Knocked it out of the park. Um, I think I've, I've followed Rich's stuff for the past three, four years. Where he started till now, congrats. My cap goes off to you. Um, I'm sad about obviously not attending the um, environmental impact on fast fashion because everyone that knows me knows that I have a big thing against two major brands in this country and worldwide because of fast fast, fast fashion. Sorry, So I'm, I'm really sad that I wasn't able to attend that. Um, I unfortunately fell ill. Um, and then I think the highlight of Fashion Week to me, for me, and I think that Alan will definitely agree with me here, was our dear Jenny Andrew. Uh, the fact that Lucilla and her team took into consideration that Jenny wasn't going to be there with us and that they put her. So uh, Lucilla took me to the board with Jenny and said, she's not staying here. She's walking around. She's every show. We moving her around to somewhere else, placing her somewhere different so that she's still with us. That for me was the highlight Mm. of SA fashion week, autumn, winter 2018. Mm. Beautiful. Wow. I know. I mean, I must say, I mean, uh, Jenny and I have, knew each other for quite some time and the number of people that came up to me and said you know it's it's just not the same um fashion week there, there, there's a there's an empty there's an empty space because jenny was one of those consistent players in at sa fashion week year after year and what was so nice about jenny she arrived she sat down she watched the shows she didn't she didn't draw attention to herself like you see you know some other Fashionistas do Celebrities yes. Fashionista is the right word Call them that Yes and, and, yeah. Yes Yes And and she was an absolute pleasure To, to speak to To sit with our, You know I was very fortunate last season To sit next to Jenny So that will always have A special memory for me um, I agree completely with, with what Leon says In terms of Of the The um, Process of Manufacturing fashion um, What I liked was Collections that you could see thought went into the concept, thought went into what was being put together, and thought went into how it was going to be presented on the runway. Um, I agree completely with with what you said about Lulu. Um, what I was very interested in seeing was what he was going to produce, because I've actually been following him for quite s- some time, and he used to intern with Suzanne Haynes. So I was... Particularly interested to see whether he would adapt her style or whether he would do something completely on his own. And he did. He did something that was like, I, I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, yes, the, the finishes, you know, a little bit more attention, but that, that's okay. It's his first, it's his first, um, attempt. It's his first showcase. We, you know, there are things that you, one can excuse. Um, the one designer that really, really blew me away was Andrew Chandler, uh, Beware of the Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Mm-hmm. He actually won one of the talent searches about two years ago and never showcased subsequently. And I was very concerned because that um, showcase blew me away. And I was concerned that he was a flash in the pan, that he was going to just disappear like so many others. You get this opportunity and then you waste it. And what I like about Andrew is quite coincidentally he and I are the same age. So we grew up in the same era. And he's very in tune with with what I appreciated when I was growing up as a teenager, that whole new romantic look, that whole sort of like early Vivian Westwood. And even his choice of music was exceptional. No, but I don't think anybody else at Fashion Week knew what the music that was playing other than Andrew and myself. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even say anything. <laughs> Zip, my mouth zipped. And I was then, everybody was like shazamming it. And I was like saying, no, it's this, it's this. Okay. And... Um, it just, it was a, it was a concept. You could see there was thought that was put into the collection. There was a concept and it was manifested in a good way on the runway. Very much the way that, that Gert Johan Kutsia puts his ranges together and comes up with a concept. There's always something that Gert does, whether it's bringing, you know, throwing highlight onto environmental, um, whatever, or, education or whatever the topic is at the time, he'll bring it into his collection somehow to raise awareness. And I know from experience that, like, I'll tell you now that this week, Kat is already working on his next showcase, which sometimes I find lacking in other designers. Mm. A lot of the time you wonder whether it wasn't put together two weeks before (laughs) it went out on the runway. Could we mention that designer? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, guys, how can someone do it two weeks before? I mean, how do you, what's the story? How did you, Liz, how Liz, can, can I be honest with you? I, like, 
I I get I get what Alan says. I I must be honest. I think that out of the people that I was most disappointed was Kat's collection. I expected. I, I think that. I've never seen a collection of his. I've seen outfits of his, but I've never seen a collection. And I, I was expecting, uh, I don't know, Victoria's Secrets, and maybe, maybe that was maybe. my own fault. That I'm not saying that your expectations a bad, were yes. too high. Yes, my expectations. But can we please just go to Ryan Keys and ask why? Why he put that stuff on the runway? Um, my question always comes. I know what takes what it takes to put together a collection. I, I understand that, but you cannot. Let something go out on the runway that's not been sewn. Hems not sewn. I wasn't mm-hmm. sitting front row. I was in the third row, and I could and see the see hems something? weren't row. Mm. Um, the, uh, the the zips uh, the zips weren't sewn in properly, so the material was moving away from the zips. No. You, you no, know, and, really and, and and I'm really not using this platform to uh, bash, bash anyone. anyone. But if you're going to be serious about fashion week, if you're going to take an industry of mine and use the platform that you've been given. And you're going to damage it. I'm going to have a problem with that. <laughs> and mm. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, you know, the, these designers that we're talking about, I I generally compare them to the bigger, you know, the bigger, stronger, longer designers. And then I'm sitting in the show, and I was just like, another thing. When you're putting together a collection, if you have, there's loads of editors. Jenny was our editor when she was still around. Um, Jenny always used to say to us, make sure that your color and your, your models and your collection, uh, flows like an editorial. It has to be a story. I felt like with Ryan's uh, collection that there was pinks coming out, then blues, then yellows, then pinks again, then purples, then this. That. And I was sitting and I was thinking to myself, but there's no continuity. There's no story in the collection. And and this was what the problem was for me. I particularly liked his uh, design aesthetic. I loved, uh, I loved those um, high panties. With uh, I like that. I know that there's a lot of people that don't like that. Um, but I, all I'm saying is, guys, if you're going to use the platform. Please make sure that your garments are uh, made correctly. You have buyers and editors sitting front row. I, I'm just a publicist, and I picked that up. You have editors and buyers that are sitting front row seeing this and uh, questioning, really? Why? I think so. I, I would also just say, Edgy, I would love to hear your top five in a rush because we are out of time. But I just want to say for sure, as a just as a neutral person, whether I'm in the industry or not, there's things we can get away with and then there's just things you can't get away with murder. Not, there's things you can get away with. So I think that things like hemlines, what I also appreciate about Lucilla is she actually sent all designers who were showing an email two days or one day before the show saying, guys, just a quick heads up. Just remember, I know you guys are busy, but just remember, please. There's people sitting so close to the runway. And I don't think that I appreciated the email, but I thought surely no one no one. I mean, like everyone's design. It's, it's not like you're designing for the front row. You're designing and you do this work and this is your business and you put your back into it. And therefore, everything has to be to the T. So I'm surprised that a designer would. You, you, I, I don't know if that's something you can get away with. Edgy, what would you say are your five top highlights or your three or whatever you want to just in a nutshell how you feel? Well, I have so many. Many of them are mostly the men. So I would just say for the, all the men's collections, whether it's Arokin menswear or Taylor Me or or, you know, Paul's wolves, ships in wolves clothing. All of those guys did a great job. So many amazing hints. But I think my favorite, um, well, Liz, you know, I love your work, you know. And then okay. I have uh, African Style Story. I thought they were sublime and cool. I really love that collection. And Soba was so elegant and so mm-hmm. sensual and so just regal. It's, it's really blew me away. And of course, I have a new band that I really, really love. That is uh, Vintage Zionist. I would love to wear them, to be honest with you. I, they are like my favorite of everything I saw. They had this amazing mix of grunge and, and energy and just, um, they didn't care. You know, there was just this nonchalance about that collection that I really, really loved. And I thought that was, you know, you have to make a statement as a designer. And I felt like they made a statement without any, Retention, any reservations, you know? So, 
Yeah. Well, guys, those are my faves. Thank you, Edgy. And I know that you guys, we have so much. We can sit here and talk all day long, but I know that it is that time of uh, the hour. And we're about to also do something really magical, which is my favorite segment, uh, which we save the best for. But before we do that, um, Leon, Alan, and could you please just share with our listeners, maybe Alan uh, and then Leon, how they can connect with you if they want to connect? Social media, website, anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty easy to connect with. It's just my name and the number six. Ellen36 everywhere. Instagram, Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook. Uh, um, mine's also pretty much easy. It's LJHPR right through. From Snapchat right through to Facebook. Thank you very much. And Edgy, we know that your echoes from New York, they know how they can find you. Now we're going into that <coughs> magical moment, which is my favorite segment at the end of this show. End. <laughs> Who would you want to dress and why? Ta-da! Anyway, we're going to start with Alan. Who would you want to dress and why? Well, I'll tell you. Mine's very easy. Um, I want to dress Dash. And I'll tell you why. Because Dash and I are the same size. So my theory is that if I can dress him, I can borrow his clothes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very um, strategic uh, move right there. Sweet. Well, and Sweet. Leon, who would you want to dress and why? Whenever I come here, you ask me that. And I think to myself, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um, I must be honest, I've been thinking about it. I, I would actually like to carry on dressing myself because I think I do quite a good job. So I'll just stick to me and the plus size. But while we with that, I just want to say kudos to everyone. Who got plus size models at Fashion Week this year? Yes, this Double. season. Congratulations! Thank you, guys. Um, Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? Well, besides me, me you, Leon, once. and Alan, please. No, because I have to get myself out of these diesels, like you said. For one day, <laughs> I will have uh, I will have vintage Zionists for one day. Okay. And then back to my diesels. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Today I want to dress every girl who, this whole thing with the spandex, polyester spandex. I mean, if I see one more girl in a spandex mini dress, I will faint. So please, this is, you know, fashion week is a time where you actually get to see, especially if you don't come out a lot, you get to see everyone and how they express themselves. And I know that fashion is expression, but guys, girls, those little spandex, tight spandex polyester dresses, please, with a peplum. In fact, Better, better without the peplum, with the peplum falling and flapping on the polyester. We don't want to see that. No. It's a negoso. No, 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 no. It's a bad thing. So we don't want to see that. But guys, for everybody who's in the game, who's playing, this has been a very, very, um, great conversation. Thank you for tuning in and thank you to our guests for also joining us and just sharing your insights, which is so important. Edgy, thank you for your echoes from New York. And until next week, we are on fashionlabafrica.com and we're wishing you all the best. Make sure strings are not hanging, please. This is serious. Big things are going in. It's peace and love until next week. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.